You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Israel, 5782, 2022. This is the last partial podcast for the year of 5782. We are heading into 5783, and we have Parshas Nitzavim. And as always, it's a powerful message for us as we come into Rosh Hashanah, as we're heading in to the, the Day of Judgment, and the day that we proclaim God to be our King, Ki ha-mitzvah says the Apostle, the Torah tells us, Ki ha-mitzvah ha-zois, ki ha-mitzvah ha-zois, Asher anoichi mitzavecho ha-hayoim, Loi nifleisi mimcho, Veloi lechoi kohi. This mitzvah, which I'm commanding you today, it's not too far, it's not beyond you. It's not, it's not far away from you. The Torah is so close. It's so. It's in front of you. It's it's inside of your heart. It's inside of your mouth. All you need to do is start talking. And what comes out of the mouth of a yid, what comes out of our mouths, is Torah. Says the Medrash like this: amazing thing, awesome, deep ideas that will help us in our preparation for Yemei Hadin, in our preparation. For starting the the beginning of fifty seven eighty three, this brand new year. So the Medrash lays down the idea of the birchas What is the birchas What is the blessings that we make? We make a blessing when we study the Torah. We make a blessing when we read from the Torah on Monday and Thursday and on Shabbos. We have a bracha before. We have a bracha after. So. How do you do this, or how do we know about this? So, when you go up to, to read from the Torah, there's an obligation to say a bracha before. Actually, if you learn the Gemara and Megillah, it says the first one who goes up makes the first, gets the first aliyah makes the bracha before. The last one who, who completes the, the final aliyah makes the bracha after. We actually do a bracha before and after for each one. So, how do we know that this is true? How do we know this idea that indeed we are obligated to make a bracha before and after we read from the Torah when we get an aliyah? We have a verse, we have this pasuk, it's a pasuk in Tehillim in the Psalms, chapter 119, verse 12. Blessed are you, Hashem, you teach me your statutes, you teach me your laws. So before the statutes, before the laws, there is a blessing, King David tells us. And then after the blessing is the teaching or the studying of Torah. So we see from here that there's a blessing that needs to be made before. How do we know that, <coughs> excuse me, how do we know that you need a bracha afterwards? Shmuel Bar Nachman says the name of Yonison. Pusik says afterwards. Ah, I'm sorry. Pusik says like this. After it says Hashira Hazois. After it speaks about the song of Hazinu, which is a reference to the Torah, the essence of the Torah. Where do we know that there's an obligation to write a sefer Torah? The song of Hazinu which speaks about the relationship between the Jewish people and God, that immutable relationship. So immediately after speaking about the Shira Hazais, which is a reference to the Torah, 
the Pasuk speaks about Vizayis HaBracha. These are the blessings that Moshe gave to the Jewish people. After Moshe teaches the Jewish people, goes through the many details of the Torah, then Moshe blesses the Jewish people. So this teaches us that whenever there is any learning that's done, a blessing is required after the learning. Very interesting because it's it's much more clear. That's a blessing to Hashem. And we make that blessing, you know, we make that blessing before we learn the Torah. But the blessing afterwards has to do with the blessing to the Jewish people. Perhaps we could say, you know, when we say, The blessing is a blessing, of course it's blessing God, saying that He's the source of all blessing, but it's also a recognition of the fact that the Jewish people receive the Torah. The Torah is given to us. And that's the greatest blessing that we could possibly receive, is the very Torah itself, the directions for life, which are contained within the Torah. So we see a blessing that Moshe Rabbeinu gives to the Jewish people after he instructs them in the words of the Torah. It indicates that we need to make a blessing and recognize the gift of the Torah to us. Davar Acher. says the Medrash another concept. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Im nizkakta Torah, Says the Medrash, as explained by the Mephorshim, if you recognize the necessity to bless Hashem before you learn the Torah, which means you have such a, a love for Torah, you have such a, an appreciation for the holiness and the specialness of the Torah, that you want to bless God and say, thank you God for this incredible gift. If you indeed do such a thing, Hashem says, I shall bless you as well. Shenemar. As the Pasuk says, Wherever my name is mentioned, I will come and I will bless you. Meaning, the Torah is the embodiment of the Word of God. The Torah is a mentioning, every time we're talking Torah, we're, we're, we're discussing words of Torah, we're, we're reading from the Torah, we're discussing the Parsha, we're reading a Medrash. These are... The Heliga words, the holy words of the Torah. Whenever we mention the words of the Torah, we are mentioning the word of Hashem. We are mentioning the name of Hashem. Whenever we mention the name of Hashem, God promises there's going to be blessings in that place. You're going to call upon yourselves my blessings. So, so that's an incredible thing. That's the chashivus of, of uh, birchas ha-Torah. The blessing of the Torah shows that we give special significance our study of Torah. It's not like opening up a textbook, studying math, studying science. These are, of course, math and science are all created by God. These are all the wisdom of Hashem. However, it's not the same as the word of Hashem, the instructions of Hashem, the relationship that we have with Hashem. That is an incredible thing. If you respect that, then that's where blessings will flow into your life. Dabaracha, Rabban and Amri, another thing our sages say, you should know that when you bless the Torah, when you make a blessing on the Torah, you are blessing yourself. What is it? Mimi nine shenemar. Sounds like a very similar idea. As the pasuk says, Through me, you will have a long life. 
and you will add upon your years of life. The Torah, the Torah is what gives us life. The Torah is what gives us longevity in this world, in the next world. It gives us, as we spoke about last week, when we are committed to Torah and we are committed to coming to the to the synagogue, to the house of study, to study the words of Torah, when that is our commitment, so then we become different people and therefore we will be those people who indeed continue in those spiritual ways in the world to come, in the next realm of existence. And it's a similar concept right here. Now, the measure says something very interesting, which obviously needs explanation, and we'll explore the two different approaches of the Yitzhak and the Marzu. And he says like this, Maybe you will say, you know, when God gave the Torah, He meant it, you know, it's not, it's not for our benefit. Heaven forbid. God did it in order to, to cause us pain, to cause us anguish, to oppress us. So the Medrash says, of course, we need to understand what this, why would I think such a thing? Heaven forbid, Hashem is our Heavenly Father. He loves us. He cares about us. But if one might think such a thing, we'll see exactly what you might think, but we'll get to that. But let's just read the words first. Says Hashem, you should know, I gave the Torah to you absolutely only for your good. The Torah is here just for us to benefit. Where do we see the Shamalach Yasharis Nisavu Lovan Elma Mehen? The Pasik tells us, as we'll soon see, that the Malach Yasharis, the angels of heaven, the heavenly ministers, as the as it were, they desired the Torah, but they were not excuse me, they were not able to attain the Torah. It became hidden from them. Shanamar Vanelma Me'ene Kolchai. It was hidden from the eyes of all living. The Chai here is a reference, Eloachayos. It's a reference to the, the angels in heaven that are referred to as Chayos. It was hidden from the, from the birds of the heavens, Elam This is also a reference. The birds of the heavens is a reference to the Malachim. Famously, the angels are flying. They have wings. Yechezkel describes their wings. Different amounts of wings. Yeshaya Hanavi also describes it, chapter 6, verse 6. That the the Srafim, which are the fiery angels in heaven, they flew towards him. But you see that they desired it and they were not able to attain it. The Marzu points out that the Pasuk before it says, that the wisdom from where shall it be found? Meaning, there was a desire on their part to find wisdom. The, the Torah is not just a uh, an instruction manual, which of course the angels don't have, they can't honor their parents, they don't have any jealousy, etc. But it's also a spiritual manual, it's a spiritual, uh, uh, It's uh, at its essence, it's a spiritual work which elevates us, and they wanted that, but they couldn't attain it, they couldn't receive it, they couldn't have it. Amr Lahem, Hashem says to the Jewish people, Bonai, Right, he refers to us as his children, right? He gives us this gift because he loves us. We are his children. It's something that they cannot attain. The angels cannot attain this. They cannot use the Torah in order to elevate themselves to a higher spiritual level. It's beyond them. It's beyond anything that they can do. But 
for you it's not too hard. For you it's not beyond you. As we said at the very beginning, that this mitzvah, this this commandment, the Torah itself, is something which is not beyond you. It's something that anybody can attain. We all have the ability to keep the Torah. The Torah seems to perhaps be something which is difficult, and it is. But it's not beyond our grasp. It's not beyond our grasp. Let's go back to for a moment to, to this the beginning of this section at the end here. He asked the question, the Medrash asked the question, if you will think that I did this for, for your bad. So why would we think that? Why would we think that? What does it mean? So Yitzhak explains that what it means is that I might think that it's impossible to accomplish. You know, think about it. If let's say I put in front of you a task, I would say, this is your goal. For the next hour, I want you to accomplish a certain goal. But I know that there's no way that you're going to get to the end of this goal. It's just not possible. It's, impo- it's an impossible task. Or I know that you're not capable. You're just not able to do it. Right? That would be a terrible situation. Right? Imagine the Torah is something that we cannot accomplish, that we can't fulfill, that we can't keep. Chas v'shalom. If you might think such a thing, don't think that thing. It's not true, says Hashem. Hashem says the Torah is absolutely attainable. It's not too far away. It's not impossible. It's, it's within your spiritual ability to keep the Torah. It's within your spiritual ability to make me your king, says Hashem. That's one shot. But I want to also share with you an amazing shot from the Marzu. He says like this, what does it mean that you might think that it's for your bad? So he says a few things. I actually want to read it inside because he says a few things and we'll see which points we focus in on and, and, and expand upon. So he says like this, Like I explained earlier, Right? If a person does not keep the Torah after he has accepted it upon himself to keep it, let's say a person who's not Jewish, who becomes a gear, becomes a, a righteous convert. That person has an obligation to now keep all 613 commandments of the Torah. Let's say he doesn't. It's, it's better that he not have, have converted. Because he's going to, now he's a full-fledged Jew, and the punishment for not keeping the Torah is very great, which is one of the reasons why we don't accept uh, converts so easily. We want to make sure that the person is seriously serious about keeping the Torah. Okay, so you might think like this, since that's the case, well, it's not to our advantage to have the Torah, because what if I don't keep it well? What if I don't fulfill the Torah? It's very difficult. Brings the Pasuk in Daniel, it talks about the terrible destruction that occurs when we don't keep the Torah, heaven forbid. Right, there's no greater uh, negative result than when the Jewish people does not keep the Torah. The Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. The Temple was destroyed. We were exiled amongst the nations. We have we have received terrible, terrible punishments throughout our time, our two thousand years in Gullus, in exile, pogroms, inquisitions. Holocausts. So, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it's not such a good idea 
to, to keep the Torah. Maybe it's not such a good idea, this, this thing that God says, keep the Torah. There's another possible way of looking at things that it doesn't look very good, says Amarazu. The Torah expects of us a very lofty demand. The Torah says, I want you not to listen to your Yetzirah. I want you not to give in to your physical desires. I want you to be a refined human being. I want you to be higher and greater than that. That's That can't be, says the Marzu. That can't be all there is to the Torah. That the Torah is giving us a set of rules, and if you don't keep them, you're going to be destroyed. And, and uh, if you keep them, you're going to have to do a very difficult thing. He brings down one of the reasons that the Gemara says that the Jewish people were given the Torah is because we have a very tough, a very difficult uh, nature. And Hashem wanted to break our difficult nature by giving us the Torah. Don't say this, heaven forbid. It can't be said that this is the entire purpose of the Torah. Certainly it is true. Certainly part of the purpose of the Torah is indeed to help us in this area. We have a very tough nature. And it is true that when we don't keep the Torah, negative things result. But that is not the main essence of what the Torah is here for. That is not the message of the Torah, nor is that where Hashem wants us to be. does not want that result to come about. And I'll prove it to you, says the Marzu. Because why do the Malachi Asharis desire the Torah? What is, what is, they don't need to fix their Midos. That doesn't have anything to do with them. They don't need to fix their character traits. They don't have any kind of challenges that will cause them to go into exile and then be punished, etc. Based on English destroyed. That doesn't apply to them. So why are the Malachi Asharis asking for the Torah? So the Medjush is explaining something by bringing this whole concept of the Malachi Asharis. The Medjush is saying, hey, there is obviously something much more to the Torah than the dangerous, the dangerous side of the Torah, so to speak. So, what is the Ela Shalavat Hamanal besides for this idea of purifying us, which is true. The Torah does purify us, it does make us greater, it does purify our midas royce, our bad character traits. There's something extremely special about the Torah that makes the angels want the Torah as well. And this is the essence of what we are coming into Rosh Hashanah thinking about what it's about. This is the essence. You know, you could think about the din, the judgment aspect of it, but you can also think, and it's important to think about that as well, because we're human. We need to know that there are repercussions when we don't keep the Torah properly. But besides for that, at its essence, there's something incredibly powerful within the Torah, an awesome light. The Torah is the book within which God looked as it were, which we need to know what this means, but God looked in the Torah and He created the world. 
The fact that it helps us in our, our negative character traits makes us better people. That's not a coincidence. That's a byproduct of the fact that the Torah is the essence, is the, the, the most effective description, or the, I would say even better, the DNA of the world. The angels wanted the Torah. Why? Because the Torah has a, an incredible spiritual power to transform the human being by aligning him or her, of course, with the the spiritual frequency with which Hashem created the world. The Malachim desperately wish to have that, but it's not for them. L'chaim nitzchim, for eternal life. Chadaimar hamavur miskulas betanach with Rechazal. As our sages speak about the beauty of the Torah, the specialness of the Torah, King David has a whole lengthy chapter in Tehillim, the longest chapter in Psalms, one nineteen. Eight psukim on each of the twenty-two letters of the alphabet, giving us a description of the beauty and specialness of the Torah. That was what the angels wished to have access to. That powerful light, and it's something that was not attainable to them. It was something that was out of their grasp. It was something they tried to hold on to, and Moshe Rabbeinu brought it down for us. It's too far for them. It's something that a malach, an angel, cannot access. But it's something that a human being, only the human being, who has this mixture, this terrible, awesome mixture of good and evil within him, only the human being can purify, can raise up his chemrius, his physicality, and become a spiritual being, and become one with the creator of the universe, resonate on that frequency of creation. This is an incredible thing. And how do we merit to have this? The Medrash is telling us something incredible. It's telling us, we have to understand what is the chashivus of the Torah, how important, how awesome, how significant, how powerful the Torah is. And one way that we recognize this is through the birchas Torah. As he said before, the one who recognizes the beauty of the Torah wants to bless God. He wants to say, thank you God for this awesome gift. You chose us from all of the nations and you gave us this incredible gift, the gift of the Torah. Where does that blessing come from? It comes from this recognition of how awesome and amazing the Torah is, how powerful it is spiritually. And it's something that we have access to. It's something that's not too far away from us. It's in our hearts. It's in our mouths. All we need to do is start talking, and that's what, that's what comes out. The Torah is what comes out. That's all that there is, is the Torah. This is the essence. If we can, if we can pinpoint something which is the essence of what Rosh Hashanah is about, what the Yom Neiram is about, Aser Simei Tshuva. What does it mean? It means coming back to this point, coming back to this recognition. The Torah is the spiritual force, the DNA of the entire world. And it's the spiritual force, the DNA of, of our lives, of our spiritual lives. If we want to live in this world, if we want to live in this world and the next world, if we want to have eternal life, higher than the angels, the angels are called standers, they stand. We want to be mahalchim. We don't want to be constantly rising spiritually. If we have taken off, so to speak, like, like a space shuttle takes off, 
zoom into the atmosphere. And then, in theory, it could go on forever once it's taken off. We have that opportunity with the Torah. We have that opportunity on Rosh Hashanah to say, God, you are our king. We are looking forward to that moment where we have lifted off into space. It's called Mashiach. That's why all that we talk about on Rosh Hashanah is Hashem being the king and the Mashiach's arrival when all of the entire world will join together to serve God as one. That's the liftoff. We are lifting off here. The Torah is our liftoff point. It's where we take off from. If we have the Hashivas, we have that proper, if we attach the proper significance to the Torah, that it truly is the essence of what it is, then we become blessed ourselves through the Torah. We, by recognizing this, praising Hashem, thinking about the Baracha, thinking about the gift, by doing that we are higher than the angels. We are moving, we are moving, we are moving, and they are standing still. Angels, awesome spiritual beings, they don't touch the toes of a human being who has activated his spirituality through the Torah. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should bless us with an amazing new year, 5783. May Hashem bless us that we should be able to recognize the power, the, the awesome spiritual power, the liftoff power of the Torah. May Hashem help us to hold on tight, to buckle up inside of that space shuttle called the Torah so that we can lift off into the times of Mashiach when we all will see soon, the amazing revelation of godliness in the world, his kingship revealed, God's kingship revealed to everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos and Exiva Bechasimateva. May you all be inscribed for a good and sweet new year. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.